Ahoy! Welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of Bottom of the Stream. Welcome, welcome. I'm Nick. I'm Adam. How are you, Nick? I am pretty good. Yeah? Yes. Having fun di- fun times? Uh, we are all trying our best. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all we can do at the minute, I think. Sure. I mean, I have had a bit of a thing happen today. Oh, a thing. What sort of thing? I got a bit bored. Right. And like... The kids had done their school work, and I think they were just like playing around or whatever. They might have been out in the garden. I was like, I need to have a shave, so I had a shave, right? And I was like, weather's been pretty nice. I know it's not very nice like the last couple of days, but hopefully the sun will come back. We've been spending a lot of time like outside in the garden. Got a bit of a tan. Right. I was like, gonna trim my chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had to go at that. And it right. all went a bit wrong. Why? Um, what happened? Because I was just like doing it myself. Probably should have got someone else to do it. And <laughs> I think basically, you know, in the 40 year old virgin. Yeah. When, <laughs> yeah. when, when he gets like partially waxed. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of got that look going on. You've got now. like bold patches now. Yeah. So I need to kind of do a bit more work on it. Oh. I think I might, I might do some just, chest just rip the whole well, I could do. Get the, get some wax and get the whole thing off. Just look like a giant baby then, I think. <laughs> like me. <laughs> so yeah, that happened today. Excellent. Oh, um, can you send me a picture? I, I may do. <laughs> <laughs> Since Sorry. you asked so nicely. That's really made me laugh. <laughs> I haven't had any dramatic things like that happen. You I've watch now, the sun's not going to come back. That's it now. No, it's done. It's winter again now. We've had the summer. <laughs> yeah, that would be just my look. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll uh, yeah, I'll try and do a selfie. <laughs> I'm excited now. <laughs> I I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing exciting has happened to me at all. My car's broke. Oh no! Well, I may be exaggerating though. The the rear indicator stopped working. Okay. And so I went to change the bulb, and it turns out it's the lens has got a crack in it, and I've got to change the whole thing. Oh right, okay. It's cost me a hundred pounds. I'm not nice. very happy. Yeah, so I mean, what do you need indicators for? Exactly, I just, just I just won't turn right. Just do, yeah, yeah, you just go in a circle. You just got to yeah. go everywhere in a circle, or yeah. or stick your hand out the window. I'm not condoning this. <laughs> purely stick, for com- comedy uh, purposes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just wear one glove, just on that one hand that goes out the window. Good thinking. That would have been cheaper than buying a whole new light fitting. <laughs> yeah, buy one glove. Uh, yeah. I don't know where I buy one glove from. I'm not sure that would have held up if the police stopped you, though. True. That is true. We did both have birthdays this last week. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. We should probably mention that at some point. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I know I said it to you, like, in person. Well, not in person, but via... uh, Via video chat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How's it feel being 40? I'm not 40, and I really... (laughs) This time next year, we're going to have a hell of a party. We're going to invite all the listeners and everything. Yeah, I hope, well, I hope so. If we can, if we're allowed by then. Hopefully we will be. Bottom of the Stream Festival. Oh, Bottom of the Stream Film Festival. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be awesome. Get a hot bottom. Yeah, but some tents in the back garden or something. I'm up for this. Let's do this. I'm, I'm excited for our 40th next year. Yeah. How did we get to 40? Ah, but well, time... Time I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how we've made it. I'm not sure how I've made it. 
Yeah, so had, uh, we both had lockdown birthdays. How was it? Uh, good. Well, I'd, I've, I'd already kind of had uh, a couple of my presents. Oh, you had all your presents it, already, didn't you? Didn't I? Because uh, I had my hammock uh, and my coffee machine. So, yeah, been got a few weeks in with them uh, already. <laughs> so I've got, what else did I get? I got some barbecue tools. Oh, yeah. Um, and I got a apron to wear whilst barbecuing. <laughs> Um, Somebody and... tells me your missus wants to eat more meat. <laughs> I literally don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Other than chance would probably be a fine thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. No, she never listens. We're fine. Um, she and... watches the film sometimes. Yeah, occasionally. Um, I can't. You've totally thrown me off now. Sorry. Uh, I got. Well, I got uh, a cool coffee cup. So, oh, right. well, two. So for the aforementioned coffee machine, so it's like a cup within a cup. So that it's like double, double cup. Yeah, like a double blown glass. So you pour the coffee in, and then there's a gap, and you. Why? Why? Because it just looks cool. I'll send you a picture. We can tweet okay. it out. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I can't really picture it in my head. I, I've t- explained it terribly. I think. I'm imagining it a bit like you know that you get those Jaeger bomb class, uh, glasses. Yeah, you're on, yeah, you're on the right lines. It's that sort, sort of, of thing. But you don't put anything in the middle. No, no. I you mean, put milk I'll... in the middle, and so it just like mixes in your mouth. So you've just got one chamber in the middle for the for the beverage, and then uh, <laughs> the the outer chamber is uh, blank. Oh, I think I understand. Yeah, I think I've got. Oh, you've sent me a photo. Yeah, live tweetage. I like. Oh no, that looks cool. I get it now. Yeah, cool. it's, it's classic. I'll, I'll put that. I'll put that on the Instagram because you didn't really explain it very well. No, I didn't. <laughs> cool. Didn't well, paint a picture with my words. What about you? Just, I didn't really get anything. To be fair, I just got money, money and vouchers. What are you going to spend them on? Nobody can go shopping, so I don't know. I've I've been debating whether to buy a beanbag chair, proper like beanbag chair for the lounge. Sure. We're from like take my PlayStation down there or whatever, but I don't know if I'd use it down there enough. And then I thought about buying a record player. Because everybody's nice. quite cool with vinyl at the minute, but vinyl's really expensive. It is. So I don't know. I'm just going to think about it and consider uh, your options. Consider my options, indeed. So before before we get on to like news and socials and all that stuff, since yeah. since you've mentioned your your potential beanbag chair and your <laughs> your PlayStation, I think the question everyone wants to know is: Are you still alive on your deserted island? I am. Um, I haven't played it as much this week but um, we're currently on day 35 nice. and I've, I found some potatoes good which right. is an absolute bonus so you, you, need... fo- you found them or you grew them I found them and now I can plant them and grow more of them excellent but you need potatoes to make fuel of course <laughs> so I've got enough now to build a motor for my raft so I can get to the other islands quicker just so don't, don't fall off it no try not to fall off it so things should ramp up from here Excellent. Um, the reason I haven't played it as much is because I've been playing another VR game. I've been playing the new Walking Dead game on the VR. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. Is it good? It's so much fun. You're kind of in this zombie apocalypse. It's a survival game, so you have to like scavenge and try and do missions and things. Oh, so it is a full-on game. It's not just one of these no, like full-on wave of wave of attacks. Yeah. No, it's a full-on like tro- proper game. Cool. It's the first proper VR game for a very long time. But the the weapons feel like they've got weight to them. Right. So, like, the axe only works if you put both hands on it. Ah, okay. And the knife, you have to you have to really bury it quite hard in the heads, and then you have to hold the head to pull it back out again. Oh, it's awesome. Really, it's awesome. <laughs> it will never, killing those zombies will never get boring in that. Is it scary? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's made me jump a few. Made me really jump the other night. I had to, I took my headset off and just laughed at myself because I was standing at this door trying to open it, and these three zombies just broke it down from the other side. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. fun. I'm enjoying that. So I've been playing that quite a bit. But obviously my VR's upstairs, and I quite like to play my PlayStation downstairs because there's a 4K TV down there. So I'm having to cart the PlayStation up and down the stairs at the minute. Oh, it's not a tenable solution long term. No, I need to come up with a, a better solution somehow. Install a install a um a loft uh, a loft a lift <laughs> a lift yeah <laughs> we'll just get a really long cable yeah you could do <laughs> a really long HDMI cable to lead up the yeah. stairs like when you used to uh, have to uh, run the phone cable to yeah. connect to the internet so I, f- I think I might just because my projector isn't only like it's not even full HD so I might just have to make do with that and that will save the taking it up and downstairs but sweet we'll see I'll have a think awesome. Awesome. Shall I run through the social medias? Let's quickly? do it. Um, follow us on Twitter at BOTS underscore podcast. Instagram is the same at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The website is www.bottomofthestream.com where you will find every episode we've ever done and all three season stream tables now. And you can also check us out on Patreon where if you give us a bit of money every month, we'll give you some free bonus episodes, some merch. Uh, a few shout outs, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, just generally get to know you a bit better. Yeah, if you can't do that, then uh, leave us a review, please, on Podchaser or on Apple Podcasts, because that really helps uh, put us up the algorithm and in front of more people's eyes and ears. Exactly. I thought we did really well there. That sounded like the most professional one we've done in ages. Well, <laughs> you did everyone break up gets on lucky sometimes. Sky- you did break up on me on Skype on a little bit, but I figured your recording will be fine. So, um, What do we do now? Netflix news. Let's do that. I've got three pieces of Netflix news, and I believe you've got a piece this week. Uh, I do have a piece. <laughs> a piece. Yeah. Um, first one, uh, Netflix today announced the release date for the final season of 13 Reasons Why. Why? Because they, they want to. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen, do you watch 13 Reasons Why? I've never seen it, no. I, is, I think it is on my Netflix list, but we've never uh, never watched it yet. It's one of it is one of Netflix's biggest shows, and it's coming to an end. It's very controversial. It's probably their most controversial show. They get a lot of complaints about it. They even edited one of the episodes because they had so many complaints. Um, so I think that's possibly why they've gone uh, final season with it. Is it not one of those shows that had a really good idea for one, one season, season and they've dragged it out a bit? That's yeah. kind of the perception I have of it from a, is exactly not having it. ever seen its point of view. But it's possibly the best example of that because. The next the next season isn't that bad. Right. The first season's really good, and then it's not as good. It never got as good again, but it's not bad. It's got a um, bottom of the stream alum in there as well. Sure. What's his name from episode first episode we ever did? Dylan Minette? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's the main character in it. So that's coming on the 5th of June, so quite soon. Not too long to wait for that. Sooner than that, in fact, available now is the Kimmy Schmidt Interactive Special. I did see that. Just uh, it popped up. I'm quite excited. Yeah, me too. I've not had a chance to have a go at it yet. It came out today as we record. But obviously, it will have been out a few days by the time this episode comes out. But definitely, I'm really looking forward to having a go on that. Maybe we should do like a bonus episode on it. I would be up for that, definitely. Do you reckon? We'll try yeah. and come up with a, a way yeah, to because, do a bonus episode on it. Yeah, we'll have a think about it because um, obviously we may make different choices. So Yeah, exactly. And we can compare we can, what um, we did. We could do something like that. That sounds good. Yeah. We've talked about Kimmy Schmidt quite a lot, so I think we're justified in that. We'll do whatever we want. Yeah, of course we can. It's our show. <laughs> um, final piece of news is the Snowpiercer TV series. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Uh, yes. 
coming very soon, May the 25th. Great movie. Great, great movie. Yeah, really, really good movie. And they've turned it into a TV series, and there are 10 episodes in the first season, but they are coming out weekly. Yeah, so interestingly, is this, do you think this is a, a, is this because it's coming from network TV? Or is this a change in tack from Netflix? I'm not sure, to be honest. To to keep a bit of contact back. It's more than likely because it's coming from a network show. But it may be be a tactic to keep some content fresh. I don't know. I think IMDb might have the episode lined up wrong. Why? Uh, They've got the first episode coming on the 25th of May, the second episode on the 1st of June, and the third episode on the 31st of May. Right, okay. (laughs) We get an episode two before we get episode, (laughs) uh, episode three before we get episode two, according to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It looks really good. I'm excited for it. It's got Jennifer Connolly in it. I mean, it's it's a great concept. I mean, you could argue, why do you need a TV series of it? But yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to give it a go. But if uh, it gets the film into more people's cool eyes, film. then the, yeah, the film's really good. It's by the guy who made Parasite, isn't it? The, it is, yeah. The guy who won the Oscar last year. Yeah. don't know his name. Boon Jong Ho? Is that Boon right? Boon Jong Ho, yeah. Well done. Thanks. I'm impressed. <laughs> um. Finally, for me anyway, this week is... No, that is finally for me. I'm done. I've only got three okay. pieces and that's all three of them. So I think you've got something you want to mention. I have one because I just I just spotted it literally before we, um, just before we started talking. Um, and it does concern another bottom of the screen alum. Oh, okay. And someone who seems to work so hard, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he never sleeps. Uh, and, and that is Mike Flanagan. Oh, yeah. So he directed Hush, which was top of our stream table last season. He uh, is created and directed Haunting of Hill House, yep. which is a Netflix show, and uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, which is coming quite soon. Yeah, that is coming uh, soon. He directed Doctor Sleep, which was out in the cinemas uh, end of last year. Yep, and cinemas. Do you remember cinemas? Yeah, yeah. I really miss the cinema. And he is now taking on for Netflix an adaptation of another uh, book, not a Stephen King book, uh, called The Midnight Club. Oh, right. Uh, and oh. it's apparently it's a young adult book, uh, and it's basically a load of teenagers sitting around telling scary stories. So there's a lot of, so lot of ways you like could go with that, I'm sure. Different story every week, kind of. Thing. Sure, yeah. Different, different actors every week? or yeah, Potentially, potentially. That's exciting. Um, so, yeah, he, he's been commissioned to do that for Netflix. I mean, I don't know how. Not at the minute. <laughs> because he's also doing Midnight Mass, which we've talked about before, which yeah. is coming at some point this year, maybe. He's just signed on to do an adaptation of Revival as well, which is another Stephen King story. Um, I read that in the week, so he's going to be a very busy boy. Yeah. Revival's a really good book. So yeah, I've read be, that one. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting story. Cool. Cool. Uh, have you been watching anything good at the top of the stream this week? Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, I'm still watching The Last Dance. So oh, is that still going? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I I just mention it every week because it's so good, and in fact, I'm enjoying it so much. I've now started to ration it. So, because two episodes come out every week, and I've only watched one this week so far, I'm just saving. So it's like a really old man thing. I'm saving them for when I'm like, when you're really I'm not going to not going to be interrupted, and oh, that's good. <laughs> I can sit down and uh, enjoy it. But no, it's really good. Yeah, I just watched episode seven yesterday or the day before, which is all to do with. Uh, the murder of Michael Jordan's father. So, yeah, it was right. really interesting. I didn't even know his father was murdered. Yeah. Uh, and then I've watched Dead to Me. Oh, have you watched it? Season two? Yeah. Oh, that's next on my list. Yeah. Is yeah. it good? Uh, it's it's 
fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Difficult not second season. It's not bad. It's how can I say? Takes a few leaps, right? That I'm not sure quite fit in with what happened in the first series. Okay. Um, well, I, I can't really say much because you've not seen yeah, it. You don't don't want to spoil it. Don't want to spoil it for you. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a couple of things happen that are a bit sort of almost soap opery, really. Right. But yeah, we'll have a, have a look and we'll we'll we can have a chat about it next week, maybe. Excellent. I will do that. I'm I'm trying. I'm going to fail. I think, but I'm trying to get to the end of Lost before the anniversary. Oh yeah. The twenty fourth of May is ten years since the finale, and my plan was to try and get it so I could watch that finale on that day. But I think I'm going to miss it. I'm only eight episodes into season five, so I've got like twenty five episodes left. Right. Okay. And I don't think I'm going to make it by by that date at the rate I'm going. Unless you have a good weekend. Unless I have, yeah. Unless I can just nail it this weekend. Yeah, I set myself a deadline that I'm going to miss. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you worrying about deadlines at the minute? I know. The last thing I should be worried about is uh-huh. like, oh, I might just watch the finale on the anniversary anyway and then go yeah. backwards. Maybe I should work backwards through it. Maybe it'll make more sense. I'm absolutely loving it though. It, good. It's so good. So, so good. I would yeah. say the quality of the writing has possibly dipped in season five slightly. It's not as the dialogue isn't as strong for definite some really janky lines in there other than that it's brilliant the story's incredible I've, uh, I've never been back and watched any of it since uh, you need since to it finished get on it maybe <laughs> I don't know when I'd do that other than that I did finish Hollywood I mentioned Hollywood briefly last week yep um, really enjoyed it I thought all seven episodes were really good and the, the overall story is amazing Ryan Murphy gets a little bit of stick for his show sometimes that they've, they're all styling no substance I think he might have conquered it on this one. Cool. Yeah, we've not, we've not quite finished it yet, but um, yeah, I, I've I've enjoyed what I've seen. It's it's really good. There's just it just twists when it needs to, and it just yeah. tells the story when it doesn't, and it's it's really good. I'm really enjoyed it. The, he's hinted at a second season as well, which is exciting. Good. But he tends to change all the cast in his seat, in his shows, doesn't he? So whether he'll do that or not, I don't know. But he could go for a different time period, maybe. Or yeah, exactly. That's that could be interesting. That's sort of thing that's in his wheelhouse isn't it there's so. plenty of stories to tell about old school hollywood i'm sure sure right i think that's it we awesome. got anything else no that's it for me should we get move on to talk about this film then yeah let's do it okay this week we watched a film called mute uh, mute is a netflix original from 2018 it is a 15 is two hours and six minutes long and is currently rated at 5.4 out of 10 on imdb well one of the longest films we've done i think two hours and six minutes pretty much i'd need to check but i would think it's definitely one of the longest if not the longest top few i would have said yeah definitely stars alexander skarsgård as leo uh, we've met alex can that, that a little bit we have met alexander skarsgård before on this show he was in hold the dark do you remember him? I do. <laughs> he played a broody, silent Big killer. Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, maybe getting a bit typecast. Um, <laughs> he's probably most famous, though, because he was in True Blood, which was the big TV show a few years ago. He was the main bad guy in that. So that's probably what people main- mainly know him for, I would say. Also stars Paul Rudd. He plays Cactus Bill. Oh, everybody knows who Paul Rudd is. You're most likely going to know him as Ant-Man. I think he's our first Avenger. 
Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty sure, sure he's our first Avenger on the show. And who doesn't like Paul Rudd? He is the everyman. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say I don't like him. I just don't rate him normally. Well, you've but, been wrong before. Uh, many, many, many times. If you don't know from Ant-Man, you'll know him from Friends. He was in that. He's also got his own sitcom on uh, Netflix. Yep. Living With Yourself. I've not seen that. Is that any good? No, I haven't. Seen no, it? not seen it. Hmm, Mr. Big Paul Rudd fan's not watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on It's on my list. I've not watched it. Um, written and directed by a guy called Duncan Jones. Do you want to tell us a bit about Duncan Jones, Nick? Uh, Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones has a, a very famous father. He does, um, indeed. He was born Zowie Bowie. He was. And he is David's son. He is, yes. Son of David Bowie. Bowie. How do you say it? Bowie. I, I don't I know. It. I think I, I think say I, Bowie. I think I say both. I think I <laughs> change. So he is most famous for Moon, which was his debut film. Yep. Probably about 10 years ago now. Probably. He won a BAFTA for it. And it's a great film. Yeah, it's a brilliant film. Really, really good film. It sort of earmarked him as a as a talent to watch. Yeah, that's um, a big thing. But he won a he BAFTA then, his best directorial debut. Yeah. For it. He then went and made Source Code. Yep. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Really good film. And then he got given uh, <laughs> an absolute fuck ton of money to make the Warcraft movie. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Which I've not seen. I've not seen it either, I must admit. Uh, I don't think it was greeted particularly well, was it? No, I don't think it went down very well. And then he's made this. And, yeah. and I almost can't believe I've never heard of this film. I agree. I, I, was, I thought exactly when you texted me last week to tell me that Duncan Jones directed it. I was like, "How have we missed this? How has this not been a thing? This film in my life?" Because he's a big director. Yeah, big, and big old name. There's some big stars in this. Um, yeah, and this is like his passion project, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to do this after Moon, uh, but then he took the studio money to do those other films, and then obviously Netflix swooped in and said, "Do whatever you want. Here's the money." Come and make you know, for us. Yeah. Um, and this is the result. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I can, pretty, pretty surprised this had not been on my radar, to be honest. Agreed. I completely agree. You can tell money was thrown at it as well. This is a, this has got a budget to this film. You can, yeah. see, you can see the money in it. Yeah, you, you can and you can't, but I'll come on to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a one-word review? No, because that's two words. <laughs> um, futuristic. So I was going to say Blade Runner Light. <laughs> very, very, very much. It's, yeah, it's almost like it's set in the same universe. It's, it's very, very similar. Right, shall we uh, begin? Yeah. Um, the film starts with a body. Well, it's not a body, but you, you believe it's a body of a young boy floating in the water. Um, something's happened. He's bleeding. And his parents are trying to get to him, trying to get him back on the boat. He like, fell off a boat somehow. Did it ever say what had happened? Some, there's a boat. There's a kid with blood all no, over him. No, not specifically. I mean, there's a boat. <laughs> the boat's got a propeller. Yeah. His, ne- his neck's got chopped up. Cut to in the hospital. There's, same there's day, a boat in accident. Um, the That's what's doctors happening. tell his parent or his mother that he's going to need surgery or he will never talk again. Yeah. And it, it, the doctor's like, yeah, it's bad, but we can sort of We can fix out. it. If we don't fix it, he'll never talk. Um, his mother refuses. She's like, no, you're not, you're not operating on him. Are they Amish? They are Amish. Amish. Yeah. 
Uh, and she she says that God will heal him. Yes. Um, cut to title card. Well, the title card kind of is in the same room as them, which I thought was quite clever. It's on like a doctor's pad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just comes up mute, and then it comes up on the screen 30 years later. So this film is set 30 years later than that. I don't usually like that sort of storytelling art, but when it's that long, I think you might, you probably need it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and it was kind of, at least I didn't just bung a... No, it wasn't just on uh, the screen. A caption up on the screen. They, it was like, it was displayed in the one of the electronic boards in this futuristic city, wasn't he it? He was swimming, wasn't he, underwater? Yeah. And there was like a underwater... Like an advertising hoarding yeah, type thing. Yeah, underwater it? video screen, wasn't there, of dolphins and stuff, and it came yeah. up on there. Uh, cuts to him. We we kind of meet him from there. This is Alexander Skarsgård now as as Leo. Um, he's playing a record. He's kind of just hanging around his apartment, and then he he just necks a, a pint of water. Yeah, out of nowhere, and just gets this pint of water and just necks it in like seconds. Uh, and then we cut to the outside, and you've got like a what we you, you would term as a film style futuristic city. Sure, is the futuristic cities always look a bit like this in films, don't they? Like a really heavily lit New York. Yeah. So. We'll- you know, it won't be the first time. It's not the first time. It won't be the last time, rather, we mention it. This is picture Blade Runner, and that's what you've got yeah, here. Yeah. So we're on the ground. You've got this gritty, dirty, grimy city. And then above, you've got the neon bright lights, flying cars. Yeah. Um, Big video yeah. screens and yeah. personalised advertising and that sort of uh, all that sort of thing. And it soon becomes apparent that we are in Germany, and specifically, this is a futuristic version of Berlin. Yes. He meets a girl, who later turns out to be his partner, his girlfriend, and they're going out for dinner. And they're kind of, they're sitting in a park, aren't they? Kind of eating. Yeah. They get food delivered to them. You can get food food delivered by a drone. Yeah. Which would be really handy, right, in these kind of time. (laughs) It really would, yeah. (laughs) And she's got him a gift. And the gift that she's got him is an old, well, she says old mobile phone, the oldest and simplest mobile phone she could find. Although it's still futuristic compared to what we're using these days. Yeah. Um, it appears he doesn't really like, well, obviously he was brought up as Amish, so he doesn't really like technology. There's a bit of a, yeah, it's, a phobia it's, of it. It's laid on really thick, this is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we get it, he's Amish. Yeah. He's not into technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they, I suppose they had, they, he needed a phone throughout the film. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. needed a, a scene to explain why he had one. Yeah. Because he couldn't have done this film without one. Now, more meant the, the, the Amishness. It's like, <laughs> yes, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I get what an Amish person is. I know. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. Um, cut to a strip club, but it's not any normal strip club because the strippers are robots. Or at least one, oh, of, yeah. at least one of them is. With its big robot boobs out. Um, and this is where we meet Cactus Bill, who is Paul Rudd's character. He kind of gets taken upstairs by the manager. She's not the, yeah. the, she's not the owner, is she? Because he comes later on, but she's like the manager. She's the yeah, floor manager or whatever you want yeah, to call so her. He, she, we have a brief scene meeting him. This is where we find out as well that Leo and his girlfriend both work there. Yeah, so Leo's a barman and his girlfriend is a waitress. Yes. Then we meet Noel Clark. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the stream, Noel. Um, he... Won a Botska. Won two Botskas last season. Yes. For worst actor and worst worst performance by an actor and worst film. Yeah. <laughs> the anom- um, uh, the anomaly. anomaly. Yeah, he is terrible in that film. Oh, it's a terrible film. <laughs> <laughs> but in this film, he's playing like a sleazy customer of the strip club. Everyone's sleazy in this film, but yeah, yeah he is. He's, he's very true. He's an he's, he's an obnoxious patron of the club, isn't yeah. he? 
and he's kind of, he hits on the what's this lady's name Nadira. Yeah. He hits on her a little bit and Leo ends up losing his cool and carries him off into the toilets, doesn't he? Yeah. And Leo steals some money off him <laughs> just as he's about to beat him up. But she manages to talk him down because she, she follows him in as well. And she manages to calm him down, talk him down a little bit. And he ends up in the boss's office. He gets a bit of a slap on the wrist, doesn't he? Yeah, the boss says, I don't want to see you in here again. You know, I'm going to let you off this time because this guy was obviously being a, a total douchebag. Yeah. But um, yeah. Can't have you, uh, can't have you roughing up the customers. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, cut to nighttime, and they're in they're in bed now in their uh, little apartment that they live in. And she says, "I need to tell you something. Um, we need to talk about something." And he doesn't obviously he doesn't speak. We've, I don't know if we've, we've I don't think we've mentioned that. But since the accident, he obviously can't speak. He doesn't speak. He's a mute. Hence the name of the film. Um, he writes on his pad that if you're not leaving, nothing else is important. So as long as you're not leaving me, I don't really care what else you've got to say, is basically what he says. Oh, right. yeah, so he's still not a good listener, even though he can't talk. <laughs> Very true. Instead, he, he takes her off to his... He's got like a workshop slash garage area. Yeah. And he takes her off there and he's been he's been carving some wood. Yeah, he respects wood. He does. <laughs> he, uh, he loves a woody. <laughs> he's been carving a bed. Yeah, he's he? making them a bed, like a proper old-fashioned wooden carved bed. And she's, she loves it a little bit. She obviously uh, appreciates this, and they have a bit of a kiss. But when she when he wakes up the next morning, she's not there anymore. She's she gone. Of, she's just disappeared. Um, and then we cut back to Paul Rudd, who is his got his character's name's Cactus Bill, which is never explained. And he lives. This is a cool name. It is a cool name. I'm not denying. I'm not denying it at all. It's a great name. He lives in a, like an old farmhouse, like out of the city. Yeah. And he is currently in the middle of surgery, taking a bullet out of a gangster's leg. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty graphic. It's very graphic. So this this film doesn't shy away from the blood and the guts. No, not at all. Um, There's not a lot of it, but when it is there, it's not shying sure. away from it. So Cactus and uh, his friend, who we later call, uh, find out is called Duck, <laughs> are, as you say, um, patching this this guy up. Yeah. Um, and it comes. It turns out that they're quite quickly in this conversation. It comes out that they're both ex army medics. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're sort of doing this favour. Uh, for a gangster. Yeah, because Cactus Bill wants to get out of the country. He needs papers, and this gangster's offered to get them for him. Yeah, so it turns out that uh, Cactus is absent without leave yep. from the army. So he's he's trying to lay low until he can get his um, forged passport to escape Germany. Yeah. Um, in the next scene, Cactus, uh, Leo's sitting in a cafe in the, in the town centre, having his breakfast. Uh, Cactus walks in. And this is their first time they meet in the film. He gives Leo a bit of a warning as well, doesn't he? He's like, try not to fight with the limeys. Yeah. Because obviously Nockhart's yeah, playing an Englishman. Yeah. He ba- Bill basically says that, look, I need them. I need that club. Because the, guy, the, guy, the gangster who he's working with is the guy who runs the club. Yeah, so the guy who told Leo off, Maxim, is, is the guy who Cactus is working for. Yeah. And Leo basically just draws a portrait of him in his little notebook. Yeah. And leaves. <laughs> So did you notice what was on the TV in this scene as well? Um, did I notice what was on the TV? There was a news report going on. Yep. What was it? It was it was of a, a courtroom uh, case. Right. And Sam Rockwell was in it. How was he? And I so was Sam that. Rockwell. What? <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was on trial, but so was he was also in the audience. So it was like the clones from Moon. Oh really? Oh, yeah. I'm gutted I didn't spot that. That's annoying. Yeah. 
Nice. I love a little callback. Yeah. So it's obviously uh, supposed to be set in the same universe. Yeah. Cool. That's that's good. I didn't realise it was set in the same universe. That's exciting. I love Moon. Moon's a great film. I haven't seen it for a long it's time. It's a good movie. But I'm have to check it out again. It's really good. Go and watch Moon, everybody. So yeah. So no no uh, quicker heads cat has told uh, Leo to stay away from the limeys. That we cut back to the club. <laughs> And they turn up and get in a fight with Leo. Yeah, Leo basically tries to... He, um, Noclark kind of puts it on again with uh, Nadira. And Leo te- fights him again. And they he ends up getting fired this time. Because obviously Maxim's not having that. He's already warned him once. Um, Leo accidentally knocks out a one, a one of the other waitresses as well during that fight, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a pretty scene. Um, cut to him again. He, no- he necks another pint of water, so... He must get pains in his throat or something, I'm assuming. I think it was also um, to show that he can hold his breath for a long time <laughs> underwater. Which is Because at the start, he was left floating in the water true. as a child. And then he's necking all this liquid <laughs> as well. True. Oh, we presume it's water. He might have been drinking straight vodka. It could have been, been, vodka, could been gin. <laughs> could have been petrol. We just don't know, but we're assuming <laughs> it was water. Um he figures out how to send a text from his phone because he's like a little old man when it comes to technology. Um, and he yeah. texts Nadira, but he doesn't get an answer from her at all. Yeah, so where are you? Yeah. Then we cut back to... It cuts between Bill and Leo quite a lot, this film, doesn't it? They're the main two yeah. characters and the, yeah, the, two, the scenes two, are short and sharp. And Yeah, two threads. Yeah. And a kid turns up. He's been asked to babysit or look after a kid. Turns out it's his kid. So he kind of gets stuck with it for the rest of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Just follows him around now for the rest of the film. Um, Leo decides he's going to follow Nadira. I presume she was his, uh, he was her flatmate. I think so, because uh, so this guy Luba, who we saw at the club with Nadira earlier, uh, is a friend slash flatmate. Yeah, I think they live together. Um, and yeah, Leo decides he's going to follow him, and it turns out he works in like a brothel. Yep, I'm going to say brothel. Leo basically pays for some time with him, doesn't he, without him knowing? Yeah, and they have a bit of a row. They have a bit of a because this what's this guy's name? Lube. Luba. 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 <laughs> I mean, he probably had to use quite a lot. Quite a lot, but... I would imagine, yeah, in his line of work. He doesn't like Leo at all. He doesn't. He makes no bones about it whatsoever. Even when he was talking to Nadira earlier, he made no yeah, bones about it. he's like, you it. took my friend away from me. Yeah, yeah, he's basically jealous. It's a bit like how I feel about your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, I love your wife. Yeah, and basically, they have a bit of a pushy-shovey match, don't they? And Leo eventually gets kicked out of there as well. Yeah. Cut to Leo gets a response from his text message in the next scene. Yeah, and it just says, miss me? Yeah. And it says, miss me, I'm in Hackers Hall, which is a really bad name for wherever <laughs> wherever they are. Yeah. Um, when Leo, so obviously Leo goes there, it turns out Noel Clark is there. This guy's just like stalking him without even trying. Bad penny. And they have another bit of a uh, kerfuffle with them, don't they? Yeah. And Leo breaks his pencil, which is not a good sign because he can't remember... He can't write anything without his pencil. No, but then he has a bit of a flashback, yeah. <laughs> doesn't he? And he remembers that um, uh, Nadira ripped a page out of his book yeah. earlier. She'd written something so and then ripped it out. He does the old charcoal trick, doesn't he, <laughs> to see what she'd written. Yeah, he rubs it. Uh, and, of course, there's an address there. Yeah, so obviously. That's where he goes next. And I- I'm going to bring up my first big bugbear about this movie. Okay. We're on this sort of wild goose chase trying to find this woman. Yeah. And... I couldn't help think of Miracle Mile, which I know is a totally different film. But you remember when he was also on a wild goose chase in that? Yeah. And 
it just felt like he was going around the same block of the city. Yeah, I know what you mean. Now you've said that, that's a great shout. Because everything did seem to be really close together, didn't it? And and really, my, one of my biggest criticisms of this movie is that it's got, you like you said earlier, it's got all this money spent. It's clearly not a cheap film budget-wise. No, not at all. Um, and, and it looks grimy when it wants to look grimy. It looks futuristic when it needs to, depending on where they are in the city. But I never felt like we really saw the city yeah, I would like to have seen a bit I mean? more of it. Yeah, I do know what you mean. And I don't, I didn't feel like this captured that atmosphere. Like Blade Runner is, I know it's a massively high bar. I don't get me <laughs> wrong, but that's like you almost feel the city as a character, and this this just felt like we were passing through, and it was yeah, yeah. I think that's. A I, fair, I didn't buy it. I think that's a fair comment. There's also, when you think about it, not really any need for it to be set in a future city like that. This this story can be told anywhere. Yeah. So it makes you wonder why he chose to do that in this sort of environment, if you know what I mean? I, I, I must, Well, I don't know. Well, he, he wanted to link it to Moon, I guess, didn't he? Yeah, I guess um, so. But you're right, you could have had this. The story in could the be told anywhere, yeah. Today, yeah. yeah. None of the technology really gets used. No. Cut to Bill and Duck, and they've. <laughs> Bill and Duck. Duck. Duck Bill. Um. <laughs> They've gone bowling uh, together, just the two of them. Duck is really creepy. Yeah, so this is basically where it just comes out. Like, if we didn't know these two were dodgy already, yeah. <laughs> um, that basically Duck is a paedophile. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's eyeing up all these schoolgirls bowling. He's got, he's got an eye for the younger girl, hasn't he? Yeah. I think that's fair to say. And he acts, well, he, he mentions Bill's daughter just in passing in a conversation. And... Bill really takes exception to it. So Bill obviously knows or has some sort of inkling of what, what this guy's like. Yeah. And he smashes his hand up, doesn't he? he break. I don't think he break it, breaks it, but he kind of damages it. Yeah, he puts a bowling ball on yeah, it, doesn't he? He just like crushes it a little bit. Cut away from that. They, they basically just have a bit of a row, but they're, they're like best mates. They're not going to fall out. Cut back to Leo. He's going to see a guy called Oswald, who was written, whose name was written on this piece of paper. Yeah. Um, he's a character he's dressed up as he's a man dressed up as a geisha girl yeah with a couple of sex robots on his bed very apt since you've been watching lost <laughs> yeah it was uh dominic monahan uh yeah it was uh nice to see him he hasn't got a lot of time for nadira this oswald chap he calls her a thieving whore yeah um which causes leo to kick off a little bit and he pushes him down onto the bed where there's a couple of robots going at it like <laughs> They're like big, clanky, janky old robots yeah, as well, aren't they? They really are. Yeah, and that, you don't really you don't see that character again. Nope. It's just a weird little scene out of, the, out of nowhere. So this was this did feel a bit padding, uh, you know. So we were, like I say, we we're already on this wild goose chase. This was probably a little a leg of it we didn't really need. Yeah, story wise. All he gets out of him is that a character he needs to see a guy called Nikki. Yeah. And 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 he gets a photo of Nadira, so instead of writing it on his pad, he can now shove this photo right, in people's, people's yeah. faces. Yeah, you could have cut that whole scene out. This film's on for two hours and six minutes. There yeah. there are bits of it that don't need to be there. Maybe it would have worked a bit better if it was a bit shorter and sharper. But again, that that's part of the, you know, sometimes the, a very fair criticism that's levelled at Netflix because, you know, the, there's not that studio interference, for want of a better yeah. word. You know, there's, they're saying to directors... You go and make what you go want. Go out make. there and do it. Yeah. We're not going to get in the way. 
Yeah. Yeah, fair comment. It just feels like it's a little over long. Uh, yeah, so Oswald gives Leo a name. He gives him the name of Nikki, so that's Leo's next stop. Uh, come back to Bill. He's with his daughter. They're at a brothel. They're at the brothel now. Uh, Duck's going off with some young girl, and Bill decides he needs a babysitter, so he leaves his daughter with one of the prostitutes. Yeah, I think he's done it many times before. I got oh, yeah, the impression yeah. they knew him quite well and they knew the daughter quite well. Uh, he runs into some cops outside, uh, mil- military police, and, and they basically tell Cactus that um, his uh, Cactus's ex-wife yep. has, has come to them and, and she's basically nearly got enough money to bribe them to pick him up yep. and um, send him to jail, basically, for being absent without leave. Yeah, but they, the cops seem to respect him slightly and they just... They tell him, but don't do anything, do they? Yeah. So it's, like a, it's sort of like you want to be careful because, you know, there are. She's, the the money is almost and he's the, basically giving him a final warning. Yeah. You know, he's saying you know she's she's nearly got enough money for us to consider taking you in. Yeah. Uh, in the next scene, Leo is I've written here. Leo follows a sky cab, and then underneath <laughs> I've written badly because <laughs> he's just he's he's trying to look up and follow this cab, but he's obviously driving a normal car. And every time he looks up, he crashes into something. And he basically just smashes up this car that he's driving. Um, uh, do you think that's what's happening? Because it really confused me. Because I can get he's never driven a car before if we're going along the whole Amish thing. Yeah. I don't get that he doesn't understand traffic lights. I think he was because he was looking up at the cab. He could just well, kept missing. Okay, kept, fair enough. Kept fair taking enough. his eyes off there. That's how I understood it anyway. I'll give it that. <laughs> the Sky Car eventually lands at a restaurant. Um, so in the car are um, Nicky and... A prostitute and Cactus Bill's daughter. Yes, he obviously somehow he knew that Nikki was in this car. Nobody knows how. Uh, he watched them come out of the brothel. Oh, did he? Yeah. So did he know who this Nikki was? Yeah, because he met Nikki earlier in the film. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he got introduced to him in the club. Apologies. Yeah. Trying to put things together. So he goes in and he takes the kind of table next to them, doesn't he? Yeah. And eventually he ends up chatting to Nikki on his own. Nikki kind of twigs who he is, sends the prostitute off with the daughter. Yeah, he, he does because uh, Leo's very good at drawing as well. So he does a nice drawing for the for the Captain Bill's daughter, yeah. and then yeah, he has some time alone with Nikki. Yeah. Nikki says that Nadira doesn't work for him because he's like the owner of the brothel, I guess, or the he runs it. Yeah. Um, but Leo kind of rattles him when he basically has worked out somehow that Nikki is doing work with these girls on the side yeah. or without Maxim knowing yeah, about so, it, who's the guy who owns the club. All of the everything. girls that work in Nicky's brothel are also barmaids or waitresses in his in Maxim's club. Yeah. And that kind of rattles Nicky when he reveals that. Yeah. And Nicky's got these weird goons that's like kind of sitting behind him that have got face masks on. Yeah, and very uh, topical. <laughs> very topical. And they've got like white eyes. They've got no eyes. And they're in this one scene and then they're, they're never mentioned again. No, because it was quite a good, cool look. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? it was like black face masks, white eyes, almost like they were robots. Yeah, but, but don't know. Leo leaves, and we never see them again. No, no. <laughs> um, cut to we meet Duck. We go to Duck now. Duck is working. Duck basically is a, a surgeon. He does. Prosth- he makes prosthetic limbs for people. Yeah, so he's actually because uh, obviously all through this we thought he was like. You know, doing this grimy work with with Cactus Bill, yeah. but he's actually got a day job, yeah. and he's uh, yeah, like a reconstructive surgeon. Yeah, he makes like remakes people's lost limbs. Yeah, 
and he's working on this young girl and he's kind of filming her walking away on a treadmill. Yeah, it's very because uh, he's a massive perv. Yeah, because he's a dirty pervert. <laughs> Cut to Leo's just decided he's going for a swim now and he just gets in this pool and just goes under the water and just screams so nobody yeah. can hear him. And then he he figures out, because he watches somebody who's ordering food on one of these automatic food ordering machines and basically it says would you like the food delivered to here, where you are now, or shall we take it to your apartment, or we can track your phone? So Yeah, so he he um, he quickly works out that he can use whichever... Um, he, he wants to find out the address that the phone's registered to, basically, yeah. as his next location to go to. That's what he gets. He gets that info from this uh, food delivery. Yeah, he figures if he gives Nadira's phone number to this food delivery machine, he'll get an address... Or at least be able to track the food. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a bit of an issue for him because you have to speak out loud into the machine, the address, the phone number. He can't speak, <laughs> which is an issue when you're trying to order food from a speaking machine. So he, he just gets a guy, a passerby to do it, doesn't he? Yeah. Probably the coolest thing, actually, technology-wise in this movie was this passerby because he was like playing a game. Yeah. But just in the air because it was implanted into his brain yeah, or in front like, of his eyes or in contact lenses. I don't it know. It was like real life VR. Mm. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I was like, yes, give me more VR. I'd like to see more of yeah, that. Like, that, that sort of things thing. Things like that would have, would have helped build this world a lot better, I think. Yeah. Um, he goes to talk to, what was the friend's guy? Luba. Lubo. Lubo. Or Luba. Lu- I can't I remember. Was... I may have written two different things. <laughs> I think you said Luba to start with. Um, Let's go He talks that. to him again. Uh, Luba thinks that she's, if she, if you can't find her, she's definitely done a runner. Yeah, and he's like, oh, now he doesn't like her because Lube's like, and she took my money, the bitch. Yeah, basically, she ran off with my money. He, he goes to give Leo a like gadget that will help him, but it turns out it's like a almost like a taser. Yeah, and he gives him this thing, and it knocks Leo out completely. And he, whilst he's knocked out, he has a few visions of Nadira and memories of her. <coughs> um, he wakes up in the flat on his own. The Luba's disappeared, and he finds her mum's phone number. On, the, on fridge. the fridge. Stuck on the fridge. <laughs> well, I like this. Stuck on the fridge like you would uh, normally. Yeah, but... Except it's an electronic fridge yeah. and you scroll up the fridge door to find, to all find your the numbers. And yeah, eventually finds her phone number. And address, I think. And Yeah, it does. Maxim gives... Uh, Maxim has called Cactus. We go back to Cactus Bill now. Maxim's called him and told him he wants to find him, find out what Nicky's been up to. So Maxim's got wind of whatever Nicky's been up to. And also that Leo's been spotted with Nikki. That comes out in this scene as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is the scene where they're sitting at that bench in the cafe and there's a little old lady sitting next to them. And he just, he just rips it out to this old lady. It really made me laugh. So I don't, I don't know what you think of this. I'm going straight in there. I think Paul Rudd's the best thing in this yeah. film. And this is the best scene in this <laughs> film. Uh, like, it, it's just Cactus Bill being absolutely horrible to this little old lady who sits next <laughs> to him. It is horrible. It's really it funny. It is really funny. It's really good. And I will agree, Paul Rudd is the best thing in this film. Um, but it's a really, really meaty role. It's a really nice role to play. It's completely different to anything he's ever played before. Sure. I, I mean, Cactus Bill has got no redeeming features whatsoever. Right. It's really... Uh, there's no nuance to these characters, which I, I think, again, is a criticism, but... For the Cactus Bill role, it helps because Paul Rudd can just go all out yeah. horrible. Yeah. It really is as well. It really is horrible. Uh, and yeah, this is a very good example of yeah. that. It's really funny, that scene is. It's really good. It's Duck's face as well because he can't quite believe what's happening as well. But then he just kind of yeah. goes, yeah, fair enough, and just accepts it. It really made me laugh. Um, in the next scene, they've got Nicky. They've um, captured him, Bill and Duck. 
Uh, Maxim's there as well. Maxim, at this point, agrees to organise the fake ID for Bill and for his daughter. Yeah, he's like, just do this one for me and I'm I'm nearly done. I'm nearly sorted your papers. So they start to torture Nicky. They torture Nicky, although they know that he hasn't done anything. I think they they mentioned that at that point, don't they? But they they, they don't. Well, they're like, this guy's nobody. He doesn't know anything. But we've got to do what Maxim asks. (laughs) Yeah, so they torture him anyway. And they kind of leave him on the table because in the next scene... You, you, Bill goes to Doc's office to his surgery wherever he works. Yeah, and he finds a video on the screen, and he is not impressed. Yeah, it, it's, he basically finds uh, that Doc's installed cameras in the changing yeah, rooms where the where the kids go in. Doc's uh, Doc's filming them, and Bill is not happy. He kind of kicks off, doesn't he? He kind of he, he doesn't. They do have a bit of a fight. But it's never like aggressive between the two of them. He does well, he roughs him up and yeah. says, Look, and you're I don't want you treating any more kids. Yeah, he says no more kids will ever come He's, through this door. Yeah. And um, basically just warns him off from doing it. If he says if I ever find out you've done it again, things are gonna change. He, which one of my favourite lines of this film is he says that the your biggest problem now is that I know and it's not a secret anymore. Yeah. And he threatens to break every bone in his arms. From yeah. his fingernails to his shoulder blades, I think he says. Um, Bill, in the middle of all this, though, Bill gets a phone call from Maxim to say his papers are ready. They've got he's got his papers and he's now free is free to go. So the mood changes instantly, doesn't it? And they start celebrating the two of them. Well, yeah, because Bill Bill's obviously happy that he's on his way out, and Duck's happy because Bill's on his way <laughs> yeah, out. Basically, so they go out celebrating. And I've written here, where's Leo gone? Because it's been ages now <laughs> since we, since yeah. we saw him. Um, and then I've put here he is underneath. Um, so we cut back to Leo now, and he's gone to visit Nadira's mum. And it comes out at this point that Cactus Bill's kid, Nadira, his his daughter, her daughter. So she's the mother yep. of Bill's kid. So uh, yeah, so Cactus Bill is Nadira's ex-husband. Yes. I don't know why I said that in such a complicated way. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a flashback. Yeah. To earlier in the film, and do you want to do you want to take us through what what has happened? <laughs> Basically, Bill is the one who's kidnapped. He's basically kidnapped Nadira. Yeah, so he he drugged both yeah. Leo and Nadira the night where after the, after they'd been in the garage after they'd that, seen the nice yeah bed. after they'd gone and look at look at the, the wood carvings. <laughs> he drugged their tea, uh, waited for them to yeah Drop fall off. unconscious, and he uh, he kidnapped Nadira. Yeah. Uh, that's where she's been this whole film. Uh, so this whole thing is about a custody battle, basically. Yeah. That's what I mean. This film could have been set in any time period. The story is always the same. He he is obviously worried that she's going to shop him into the police, yep. um, and he wouldn't see his daughter again. Which is why he needs the fake IDs and the passports to get out of the country, so he can get away yep, with her, with the daughter. Yeah, he decides that he's going to give Duck his house and also his job as Maxim's yep. surgeon, chief of surgeon, chief of surgery. So he's back into the present, and yeah, he basically says to Duck, "You'll earn double the money." Yeah. You can close your practice. Yeah. Um, take my Stay role. Stay away from the kids. Go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this bit. No. So it then it then comes out. I I just think this is really forced. Com- completely out of left field. Just as they're walking out from the shopping mall where they've been celebrating, Duck just says, "Oh yeah, uh, I've been uh, I've been messing around with the barman. Yeah. I uh, I got his phone number and I've been texting him." Do you know what it reminded me of? 
You know, in um, Home Alone, where the guy admits that he's the one who's he's been filling the sinks up with water, and the other guy's like, oh, "You're yeah. an idiot! You're an idiot!" and starts bashing him around the head, and he's like, "We're the wet bandits." It was reminding me of that because it's like he's been doing this just for the fun of it, and there's absolutely no need for it. No, and the other guy, and the other guy's really not happy about it, and it really just really made me think of Home Alone. I don't know why, well, and it just came out of nowhere. I was just it did, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it felt really forced. They, they looked. Oh, they came across like a pair of bumbling idiots at that point. Yeah. And they haven't done all the way through the film, and they don't do for the rest of it. It was just that one scene made them feel like they were stupid comedy characters. Yeah, I, it did. It, it didn't cut, need to be there. It, I thought it cut them both off at the knees quite a lot, actually. Yeah, I agree. And even if he had been doing that, they didn't need to say that because we know that Bill's been get, uh, that Leo's been getting messages, and then in the next scene, you see Duck send him a message. So we didn't yeah. need that scene of him explaining it. You you can figure that out for yourself, and it makes it less stupid. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so it, Duck says he's just been doing it to to mess 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 with Leo. Yeah. But then when they're in the car, Duck and Bill are in the car leaving the mall. Yeah. Duck actively texts Leo to tell him where he can find Cactus. Yeah, because he's trying. He sells Cactus down the river now. He does because of the whole the, the um kerfuffle yeah. they had in the in he the lab. With, he wants to keep messing with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he basically yeah, so says, yeah, Cactus is going to the club to uh, collect his papers. He'll be there soon. Yeah. They go to the brothel, don't they, the pair of them, again. Yeah. And Duck goes off with a couple of young girls. And Cactus decides he needs to leave his daughter there again, but he decides at the last minute that he doesn't want to leave his daughter there if Duck's going to stay there. Yeah. Which I think is a fair comment. So he decides he's going to take her with him this time, to wherever he's because he's going to the club to meet Maxim to get his papers. Yeah. Um, Leo beats him to the club and he just basically starts smashing shit up. He's got a piece of his bed. Yeah, he's got a bedpost. He's got one of these carved bedposts so, he's been making. This is a quite a new way to get notches on the bedpost because he's using <laughs> it as a as a weapon. So he takes all the goons out. Yeah, smashes the bar up a little bit. He gets to Maxim's office. He takes Maxim out. Yeah. Uh, and really conveniently, Maxim has left Captain's Bill's papers on the desk. <laughs> yeah. So Leo takes those as well. Yeah. Bill shows up just after all this carnage has happened and there's, there's still like bodies all over the floor downstairs in the club. And he just kind of walks past it as if it's like an everyday occurrence. Yeah. Um, he goes up to the office and he finds Maxim's like lifeless body on the floor. He's still alive um, for now. Uh, he tells Bill that Leo is looking for him and that Leo's taken his papers. Uh, and he also knows where he lives because Maxim is such a nice gangster that on the envelope... Uh, containing the passports and stuff, he'd written Cactus Bill, uh, 10 Cactus Lane, uh, whatever his house is. <laughs> he had indeed, yeah. So Leo has obviously gone off to Bill's house now. Bill calls Duck. I can't, the names are silly. Bill calls Duck <laughs> to ask him to meet him at his house. Leo gets there first. Leo's gone to the house. Bill follows him not long after. Bill turns up as well. The rest of the film's kind of set in his house now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for most of it. Leo, when he gets there, finds Nicky is there. He's still strapped to the table. Yeah. Um, he kind of frees him, sends him upstairs. Uh, we get another... Bill sends his daughter up to her room. Yeah. You get another bit of a flashback, don't you? Of, uh, yeah. Nadira's body's in a bag. Or Nadira's in a bag. She's not dead. And he's screaming out not to take his daughter away. You're not doing it. I'm going to kill you if you try. That sort of thing. But it's, from her, it's from her perspective, so yeah, we're in the back. Bill, yeah, you can see Bill through... Nadira's eyes. Uh, the next thing we see is Nicky falling back down the stairs. So obviously he's in quite a bad way. Bill's pushed him anyway. Bill 
there's like a locked area in the basement where they are. Yeah. That Leo couldn't get into. And Bill gives him the key and he says, help yourself, go and have a look. And he looks in the freezer, the first place you'd go if you're looking for somebody. She's not in there, but he finds a dead body in a bag at the side of the freezer and is not impressed. No. <laughs> Uh, he picks her up and they have they have a bit of a fight. And Bill's got this enormous knife. I thought this was quite anticlimactic, the fight Did you? between, I quite liked, between I the quite, two of them. It didn't go on for long enough. Uh, but I quite liked the uh, the fact that Bill had no chance against Leo. And we know we knew that. Well, yeah, but... but yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe, But Bill's sort of hubris was that he thought he did, didn't he? Yeah. But he did. He obviously there did. was no doubt in his mind he was going to take this guy down. We, Leo, yeah. uh, Leo is an enormous monster of a human. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård is huge. He's a big old unit, and Paul Rudd's not, <laughs> to say the least. And he did have all this cocky arrogance about him, but there was no way he was ever going to stand a chance. Oh, no, no, no. And the fight didn't go on for long for that very reason. But Bill's got this massive knife, and Leo basically forces it into Bill's own throat. Really slowly. Really slowly. And it's so big it actually comes out the back of his neck. Yeah. And he's like gurgling f- for ages now. And it's it's really grim and horrible. It's like spitting up blood and there's blood pooling in his mouth. And he's like gargling with it. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, so Leo just leaves him. He, um, yeah, he just he picks him up in the front and leaves him. He, he picks up the body of uh, Nadira yeah. and uh, takes her outside. Yeah, he took her out the bag, <laughs> then took her outside. Yeah. Um, um, meanwhile, Duck arrives at the house. Yes. Uh, and he finds Bill in the basement dying. Yep. Um, and he basically says, what, what do you want me to do? Should we, should we go to hospital? And Bill sort of gurgles, yes. Uh, and then Duck just says, no, nah, we're not doing that. No, nah, we're not doing that. You completely Too many to questions. Yeah. We'll never be able to cover it up. We'll never be able to answer the questions. And then he just says... You should have been nicer to me. This was so dark. This yeah. is so. This bit is so dark because he does. He says it's horrible. It is. They've got like a monitor on there in the basement on the wall, like a TV, and it's obviously showing the daughter's bedroom because Bill's keeping an eye on her. And as Duck says, "You should have been nicer to me, Bill." He kind of turns the monitor so Bill can see it from where he's lying. Yeah, and then he just walks out. Right, that is the if that film would have ended there, that's a whole different story. It's so, so, so dark. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, you picked up exactly on one of my crit- another one of my criticisms. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll cover that maybe when we uh summarize. I think that would have been quite the place to end this movie. I would have loved it. If, there's no way a, a film is allowed to end there, but that would have been such an ending. It would have tested horribly with American audiences, but it would have been. So it's the darkest ending of a film ever if yeah. you do that it really is because Bill kind of is watching the monitor and Duck go you, you see Duck go up into the room from the monitor from Bill's perspective and he kind of picks her up yeah and like holds her and then he just then Bill just dies and the last thing he sees is his Duck picking up his daughter oh it's so dark it was I was like watching it behind a cushion I was like that is so bad what a horrible way to die <laughs> cut to Leo is outside now and he's asleep Sitting up against a tree, yeah, uh, with with uh, Nadira in his arms, and Duck comes out and just kicks him in the face, and yeah, knocks him out, <laughs> um, which was really funny. I was like, oh, he's, he's fell asleep, bless him. Why did he suddenly? 
I guess he'd like emotionally, he just. Yeah, I think he was just drained just and done. He was done. Yeah, I think he was yeah. just done. It was, he wakes up and he's on. He's strapped to Duck's surgery table. Yeah. And Duck's doing surgery on his throat, and he's put in an electric voice box. He into, is into Leo's throat, which is obviously obviously technology. It's one of those things. Um, and Duck tries to make him apologise for killing Bill, and he doesn't. He won't. He still won't speak, even though he, he now has the ability to speak. Yeah, he won't talk. He won't talk. So Duck puts him in the car with the daughter. They go on a little car car journey. The girl shows Leo the picture she that he drew earlier on and gave to her. So like they're like friends. Is basically yeah. what we're getting here. They're like bonded. Um, and they stop on this bridge. It's quite a high bridge over a, a river, and it's where turns out it's where the photo of Nadira was taken. Yeah, it's where it's a place where Bill and Nadira used to go a lot. Yeah, and Duck says he took the photo. So they were obviously like, all three of them were like mates at the time. And Duck's basically just trying to get a reaction out of him, isn't he? He's trying to yeah. get some sort of emotion out of this guy. He cuts the padlock off. The, he's got a laser and he cuts the padlock off the bridge. So the bridge like is a open. sonic screwdriver. <laughs> it is, yeah. And he stuns Leo up and he's like, he, he's making out like he's going to throw him off the bridge. But Leo grabs him in like a bear hug. Yeah. And like squeezes all the air out of him and then takes in this huge breath himself and jumps in the water. And they're kind of under the water together. Duck's still in this bear hug and Leo's got a lung full of air and we know he can hold his breath. And he drowns. Duck drowns. Yeah, he just he, Leo just holds him till he drowns, pushes him pushes thought, him down. I thought Ducks would survive underwater longer than that. Yeah, you would have thought. <laughs> you thought yeah. his, his feet would have helped him. So Leo lets him go and pushes her down on his head so he, so he goes up and Duck goes down. The girl is looking over the bridge to find out what's going on. And Leo shouts at her to get back. Yeah, he says, it's, it's dangerous. Step back. Step back. And that's the first words he said in this entire film. He gets, he plods back up to the uh, up to the bridge covered in water. And he goes to her, I will take you to see your grandmother. And that's basically the end, isn't it? They go to a yep. restaurant, have some food, a bit more bonding. And he's going to take her to see Nadira's mother. And the film ends. Yeah, it, it turns out that the, the girl Josie is wearing a bracelet made up of carvings that Leo... Had yeah. previously done and she, like little beads, and he'd been giving them to Nadira. Yeah. So he gives her one last one, and yeah, that's the end of the film. That's the end of the film. Uh, there's a dedication at the end of the film. Do you catch the dedication? Yeah, it was to Duncan Jones's parents. Yes. In well, it says in memory of those who became parents, David Jones and Marion Skeen. Uh, Marion Skeen was his nanny, not his mother. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. His mother's Angie Bowie. Oh, I see. Uh, but he doesn't speak to her. He hasn't spoken to her since he was thirteen. Ooh. Because apparently, I was reading up about them, and apparently she took a £750,000 custody settlement. So she gave up custody of him for money. Oh, right, okay. And he hasn't spoken to her since. Right, so that changes things a bit. Well, not changes <laughs> things. You can, you can see why this was his passion project then. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I, I I didn't really... That's really interesting that there's that link to uh, real life. Yeah. Uh, and, and suddenly you can see what this is a sort of analogy for. Yeah, I couldn't completely agree. When I, as soon as I looked it up and found out, he was basically raised by this lady in France by his because David Bowie was touring constantly for his yep. entire career. He was always on tour, um, and so this lady basically raised him, and that's why it says the memory of those who became parents. What a what a what a what an absolute sick burn! <laughs> for yes, his, for his mother. Um, both his dad and Marion Skeen died whilst he was making this film. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's why he dedicated it to them. I thought that was just an interesting tidbit. Yeah, that end. is interesting. 
So what, overall, what did you think? Uh, I'm really mixed on this. <laughs> I, I think there's loads of issues with this. Yeah, it's got issues for definite. Which a lot of which I've talked about. I, I didn't buy this world that we were in. I didn't really buy into the character of Leo. I don't know if that's a knock on the performance. I just <laughs> did he need to be mute? Yeah, it's the name of the film. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> it's just been his no, surname. I, know what you mean. Um, I, I think it gave I just an extra if it was dimension one, to him. Was it one gimmick too many? I, I, I thought. I thought having he said all that, it. I didn't yeah. hate this. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I quite actually quite enjoyed it. I, I thought it was all right. It was half decent for me. I thought Alexander Skarsgård played it quite well because I don't think I don't feel like he needed to talk. I thought his, he could get the emotions over with his face and with his notepad. And I thought I thought he played it quite well. I thought Paul Rudd absolutely stole it. Oh, he was great. I will give you that. He was amazing. And the guy who played Duck, he was really good. Uh, I, I, This should have been 20 minutes to half an hour less. Yeah, completely. If you if you cut half an hour off this film, you've got an amazing film. It, it yeah. just, it plods a little bit too much in the middle. Oh, or, or do more with the time. Yeah. Like I say. Shows but, the city a bit more. And, yeah. Or yeah. flesh out some of these characters. You know, people like Nicky, who was just a total plot device. Yeah. You know. Follow the white rabbit type thing. It's Even Nadira to a, to a, we didn't know anything about her, and a, a couple of times I was, like, I was thinking, well, why do I need to care about this girl? Yeah. Well, even their relationship was it was only shown for like five minutes at the beginning. Yeah. And I'm like, considering this is a two hours and six minutes film, it seemed to waste a lot of its time. I agree. I I think it would have been much better balanced if she'd have been in it for longer, and then we'd have had less time on this wild goose yeah. chase. Make it shorter and sharper. So I ca- so I care about her a bit more. Cut out Dominic um, Monaghan's scene that didn't need to be there. Uh, Even the whole Nikki character probably didn't need to be there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. The, uh, those two bits yeah. in the middle where you've got Bill torturing them. The paedophile storyline was a bit weird, but the fact the way that final scene ended up that was, it was just to set up that last. It bit, was, and it, it was incredible. <laughs> if um, they'd have finished that film there, it was so dark. Yeah, so I, dark. So I, I did have a lot of issues with it, but. It's nowhere near the worst thing we've seen. No, I really no, enjoyed. No, I really no. enjoyed it. I thought I didn't like you say there are issues with it, and but as a film that you can just sit down and and watch, there's there's it's a real spectacle. I really I thought it was really good. After I finished watching this yesterday, I did, I did go online do a bit of reading. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know if you did much, but this got absolutely ripped to shreds when yeah. it came out. No, I, I didn't notice that. Read some reviews just last night. Absolutely torn asunder do you think um, that's because of the reputation of the director do you think films sometimes get held on a higher esteem when somebody's what? made such a good film it's your turn of sort films? of thing yeah it's like well this film's not as good as moon so it must be shit do you think that's that's the way people look at it maybe i think like people didn't like warcraft and then and just i think it's really that. easy to throw at this that it's because when someone says, oh, this is my passion project, this is the one I've wanted to do for ages, it's easy to throw at it that it's pretentious and overlong. Yeah. Uh, they're valid criticisms to a degree, but I I certainly don't agree with some of the vitriol I seem to have seen on it. No, I agree. On, on some of the reviews that I've read. I, I you know, um, one said it was one of the worst things on Netflix. No. Now, that's someone who's obviously not seen as much bad stuff as us. Because we need to send them the link to our podcast. Yeah, because 
I don't think this is great. I think it's got some really memorable bits in it. Paul Rudd's great. We've watched a lot of really bad things it's on Netflix. It's nowhere near the worst right. thing we've seen. We've not even scratched the surface of really bad things on Netflix. Yeah. No, it's yeah. nowhere near. It's not nowhere near the worst thing we've seen this season. Oh no, no. And it's worth. I think it's worth to a couple of hours of your time. Like like you say, if you could have cut half an hour off it, it probably would have been a really good film. It's really, you get the pacing right. It's a really good film. Yeah, that that would be my summary. It's got a lot of issues, but you know we're grading on a curve and. Yeah. Compared to some of the absolute tripe we've sat through, <laughs> this is. This look at is last week. Compare it better. to last week's film. Yeah. You could look at Thoroughbreds. Oodles of, oodles of time better. Yeah. Loads better. I don't know. Overall, I, I think I enjoyed it. I thought it was a compelling story. I like that sort of futuristic cityscape that films do sometimes. Like you say, there wasn't enough of that. Um, but I like that idea. Yeah, they didn't make enough of that. No. I think that's, that's, that is a fair criticism. I got I got something out of it. I, did, I certainly didn't hate it. Uh, no. Should we move on to the trivia question? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to go first, or shall I? I've only got one question, so shall I go first? Have you got more than one? Uh, yes. Can I go first then? Just to go case. for it. <laughs> um, uh, really easy one for me this week. What is the name of the club that Maxim owns? Uh, it is Foreign Dreams. Yeah, well done. You pull that out of your head. I knew it was something dreams. <laughs> You got, you've not got that written down? No. I'll, I'll give you that then. Well done. I'm impressed. No. It was on quite a lot of signs, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was going um, to ask you if you spotted who the geisha girl was, but I didn't know okay. if you'd have spotted that or not. I knew you would because you would de- <laughs> you deliberately didn't bring it up. <laughs> I can tell. You, you I was like, There's either you've totally missed it. <laughs> I was hoping you'd totally you're missed it. it. It was going to be my question. Because you can't um, tell it's him. Yeah, you can. Do you think? If you, <laughs> yeah. but you would have known that he was in it. I don't know why he's doing like a part Mancunian, part <laughs> South African he's never, accent. Though. He's That's... never understood accents. His, his <laughs> accents are different in every. He's even in Lost. His accents are different every week. Okay, well done. So, what's that four three to you now? Yeah. Cool. What's your question for? I'm not going to know it because there's so, so much going on in this film. I'm going to be awful. This this is one of those. Oh, if you know it, you know it. I know that's <laughs> an easy thing to say, but like, uh, sort of thing I noticed straight away. But um. So quite a plot point in this is when um, uh, Leo steals Maxim's car because it's a, like an old, ye old as in current yeah. <laughs> vehicle, um, yeah. like current to today. Uh, what makes the car? Something's jumped straight into my head and I don't know if it's right or not. Uh, is it a Rolls Royce? Is that your answer? Yeah. It is not, no. Bastard. Uh, we are in Germany, so it's a Mercedes. Okay, oh, no, I wouldn't have got that. I remember it looking quite old, and there was a the big. It had a big front end, and I just thought maybe it's a yeah. Rolls Royce. Big, big old Mercedes badge on the front. Yep. <laughs> I've t- I can't watch right and exit and <laughs> take in what's going on. I don't know why we ever started this trivia thing. It's stupid. <laughs> we need to change it. Four three. You've taken the lead again. Yes. Awesome. Exciting. You got four out of eight. That's not bad. That's good. It's better than last year. Yeah, definitely. The last season, sorry. <laughs> that brings us on to the stream table. Sure. What's your initial thoughts? Uh, do us a to, quick run through. Yeah, to run through from the big, from the bottom. Yeah, go uh, bottom to top. Currently, in seventh is Deadly Detention. Uh, in sixth is last week's film Thoroughbreds. In five is Ark. Four is Take Me. 
three is Peelers, two is First Match, and number one is Bad Day for the Cut. I think I know where it goes. Uh, I'm just trying to decide which side of Take Me it goes. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. That's exactly Um, where I was on the screen. It's not as good as Peelers. Peelers is a really fun zombie film. Take Me is a fun film as well. Yeah. It's a tough one. It's definitely better than Ark, so you're right, it does go there somewhere. I don't think it's as good as First Match, which is really difficult to compare because First Match is like a tiny little, you know, it's about a group of five or six people, but it had had really good performances. Um, It's telling a simple story, but it does it really well. So uh, for me, it's just, did I enjoy this more or less than Take Me? My hunch is to put it just below. I think I'd put it above. But I'm not. I could be swayed, to be honest, because I'm. I'm. I think it's pretty close. Yeah, it is very close. It's, it. I'd be happy with it either side of there, but I think it's a slightly better film than Take Me. The story itself is better. Well, it's it's just certainly yeah. It's, it's a different a nice, level ambition wise, isn't it? There's a nicer look to it. It's a prettier film. The story's better. The act. The performances are probably better. We should point out that this is the second time Alexander Skarsgård's been in a film on our stream, and I've still not heard his voice. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't speak in Hold the Dark either. <laughs> he obviously doesn't get paid per word. <laughs> obviously not. He's got the easiest job in Hollywood. Just turn up and make some facial expressions every film, please. I always get him confused with... Um... Bill Skarsgård. Oh, no. <laughs> he, I, he always reminds me of the guy out of The Killing, the American, tall American guy who was in Suicide Squad. And he's in Altered Carbon on Netflix. What's the guy's name? <laughs> Joel Kinnaman. I found it exactly the same time as you did then as well. Yeah, they've got a similar look, haven't they? Yeah. Anyway, that's completely by the by. But I always get hasn't got the look I... of his brother, Bill Skarsgård. He's like a small <laughs> little runt of a man. Pennywise. Are they related to... Who's the guy out of the Marvel? Is he a Scar- Skarsgård? Skarsgård. Which one? Yeah. Uh, he's like He's in all the Thor films. He's like a scientist. A couple of the Avengers. Yes. Stellan. I think there is kids. Oh, okay. I think Stellan's the dad, if I remember rightly. Yeah, he's the dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Stellan Skarsgård is the dad. And then I think there's three sons. Oh, quite the dynasty. If I remember rightly. I think there's Alexander, who this guy is. Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. I think he's the youngest. And then there's Gustav. I think he's in Vikings. Right, okay. I think he's in Westworld as well, actually, now I've mentioned it. I think there's three of them, if I remember rightly. Cool. Anyway, take me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to ask me once. <laughs> I think it goes above take me. I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's a better film overall than take me. So are we happy with it going into fourth? Is it fourth? Yeah. Okay, cool. Bad Day for the Cup be number one, first match number two. Peeler's number three, and then yeah. this yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah, that's I not do. bad. I was expecting it to be around there, so that's not bad. Yeah, it's just, you know, we're still early on in the in the season, so... Um, yeah, about a third of the way yeah. through. We'll see see how it does. Um, I, I still don't think we've had anything that has blown my socks off yet this season. No, there's this not. Season. The number one spot's definitely wide open. It could, could go at any time for definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this time in our second series, we'd had, you know, we'd already had a couple of films that were really 
Yeah, we're there for the whole uh, the whole series. Uh, I think uh, it's nothing against the the two that are at the top of the minute, but I think I'd be disappointed if they're the best films we watch. Yeah, I'd be gutted. <laughs> they're, they're both good films, but I don't want them to be the top of the table when we come to the twenty fifth film. But uh, that all depends on the randomizer. So. It does indeed. Talking of the randomizer, shall I pick next week's film? Yes, let's do it. What are you hoping to get out of this for next week? What are you looking um, for? Let's uh, let's go for a. We've not had a rom com. Let's have a rom com. Rom com. I don't know if there's many of them even on here now. <laughs> okay, are you ready for me to press the button? Yeah. Let's pick a film called Holidays. Okay. Cool. Any ideas? Yeah, I do know a bit about this because. Oh, um, do you? Yeah, because I remember adding it to the list way back. like Way, way back when. In fact, we might want to check it still on there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I can't play my new game now. I'm asking you what you think a film's about. No, because I added this one. So I remember <laughs> I remember looking at it. So it's going to be something a bit different for us um, because I believe it's actually an anthology of sorts. So you've got three or four mini stories in there. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, that sounds interesting. And I think they're all set around different holidays. So, as in Easter, Halloween, Christmas, etc. Yeah. So, that'll be a bit different. Excellent. Uh, I've Just... no idea, like, when it's from or who's in it. Um, yeah. Holidays is from 2016. Oh, okay. Um, it's another 18. We didn't do any 18s. I think we've done two or three in a row now. Something oh, for the we've adults. We've certainly done two this season. It says, Holidays is an anthology feature film that puts a uniquely dark and original spin on some of the most iconic and beloved holidays of all time by challenging our folklore, traditions and assumptions. That's what I just said. It is, basically. Yeah, you could write <laughs> synopsises. Synopsises. How do you say that? What's the plural of synopsis? Synopsises. Synopsises. Yeah. So that sounds quite... We've not done anything like that before. So no. It looks like there's four films in one. Yeah. Um, it's on for an hour and 45 minutes. Get your notebook ready. Yeah, he's going to need it. We're going to do four films in one week next week. <laughs> so yeah, challenge. Go, and, go out and check out Holidays. And we'll come next, come back next week and we'll talk to you about four films. Sure, Bill. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.